1: what up everybody welcome to another episode of the corner podcast Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale back in the building metaphorically speaking because we're recording old school style from our cribs Dre it's great to have you back today we are talking boxing talking about Jake Paul Tyron Woodley to that whole weekend fiasco and then giving out our boxing awards for the year. Man, Dre, it's great to have you back here, man. It's, it's been a couple solo shows and a couple hot takes that people uh, did not enjoy. Or maybe they did enjoy. Who knows? That, that's yeah. what they got. It was me by myself and producer Cole Bebe uh, <laughs> chiming in every now and then. Um, you've been in the crib. We're just going to put this out there. Have you found a link for Spider-Man yet?
2: No, and I've been avoiding it like the plague. Okay, Um, okay. (laughs) Did you see it already?
1: Yeah, I saw it in uh, Tampa. That was our Uh, plans originally when we were going to go to Tampa uh, together. But I went with uh, Mark Ray Mundy in in Tampa, and we saw it. So I got to see it again this week with my kids. They get in um, later in the week. But, yeah, no, it's uh, it's. It's good. I'll say that. How about that? So, yeah, if you can find a link, you're not going to the theaters anytime soon. No. So, if you can uh, find a link, I'm sure you can. Watch
2: it. It's it's very entertaining. Well, you know, I'm going to see it. It's just a matter of now that the initial effect is worn off. Now I'm trying to avoid the people that go on Twitter and go, all right, your four days are up. We're going to talk about it now. So I'm trying to avoid those people. I am those um, people. I am yeah. those people. <laughs> but- so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. Like, I want, but the thing is, is like, I don't want a whack ass link and then I have like a terrible ass. I I want it to be, I want to see it. Like, I want to see it for real, for real. Like, I don't want to see it on some old bootleg or, you know, 360p on my new TV. Like, I don't want to do that. So, I know, I know there's like a 40 day thing until it hits streaming services. I don't think I can wait that long either. I'm going to figure this shit out. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they have like a real high quality joint by now. Like, it's, it's been the weekend. It's almost a week since it released. Like, and I understand that the TVs in the crib are luxurious. I haven't so, even put them
2: up yet. I've been. I mean, you know, for those listening, to the show I've been gone, and I'm not going to go into too much details. Other than um, the past year has been tough on our family, and it wasn't. This had nothing to do with me. I'm fine. Um, but it, you know, had to take care of family. Family, family comes first. So I haven't had a chance to do anything like I have. My TVs are still in their boxes. Uh, <laughs> Black the, Friday shopping still like in the boxes. I, yeah. Everything I bought on Black <laughs> Friday. I haven't unpacked none of that stuff. Um, I just put my Christmas tree up and I like I haven't done anything. So I'm behind. And if you, you know if anybody that knows, I didn't tweet. I didn't do anything for the time that I was gone. I did nothing but watch TV and take care of my family. That's it. Did nothing else. So you finish any
1: games, You uh, have I, like a million games to finish.
2: I finished Metroid Dread. I finished Guardians of the Galaxy. I finished both of those. And then I started on Far Cry 6. I started on Halo campaign. And what else? Oh, we got to play Halo.
1: Then.
2: Yeah, Just I got to get did that.
1: Like, we got we to gotta get on
2: this. But then on like with TV, I like finished Succession, uh, almost finished Insecure. I'm on that final episode. All caught up there. Uh, what else did I watch? Finish What's the Squid? HBO comedy? That uh, was Southside, about? dude. Southside. I, I, I got to watch that. My mom oh, was like,
1: yo, you got to watch this like ASAP. I was like, what?
2: Oh, my God. Like, I, I was I was one of those people. Like, I saw it and I was like, I don't know what this is. I ain't going to watch it. And then so I saw somebody talking about it. Then I turned it on and then I just couldn't stop watching it. it <laughs> it's like, I don't even know what it's like. It's always sunny with black people. Maybe <laughs> okay, that's a great comparison. All right, it's, it's, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> yo, it's so ridiculous. I, like the cops are the worst. Like it's it's so it's like it's always sunny with a little Reno 911, but it's black people in the South Side of Chicago. Absolutely bananas. <laughs> so I finished that. I finished Succession. I finished Squid Game. I finished. What else did I watch? I watched so much shit. Uh, that's like all I did was like watch movies and TV. So I'm like all cut up on just about everything that's on television. So that's it. So now I just got to watch Spider-Man. I didn't watch the Matrix yet. Like some people said it sucks. My problem with the Matrix is the fact that they put this movie out. The first Matrix was good for one reason. The effects. I don't think anybody saw the Matrix. and was like, yo, this is the best story I've ever seen. I it's- love that story. It's, it's a cool story. I love but the story. And, and
1: one, I like two lost me a little
2: bit. Two, three two was and three not suck. Great. Yeah, two and three suck. But the first one, it was primarily because of the effects. Then you were like, oh, I read a blue pill, blah, blah, blah. You know, Neo, all that stuff. That was cool. But if you don't have the effects, I don't know what you have with the movie. But how do you reinvent the wheel with a new one? I just I can't see the new one being something that I'm like, man, that is that is incredible. Yeah. I feel like it can only be a rehash of the original in some ways. So that's the way you got to go. Like you got to kind of ignore
1: two and three. And it's just playing off the nostalgia of Matrix, the original. You watched uh, it already? No, no, no. Uh. I'm not watching that shit in theaters. No, it's, a, it's on HBO Max. Is it? Yeah. Oh, OK. I'll watch that on HBO. Maybe I'll watch it with the kids. Like, I, I do love the story in the original Matrix. Like, it has one of my favorite movie lines of all time. Which is? which is um, when he's visiting the Oracle and he's waiting to see the Oracle. And there's like the little kids, the telekinesis kids in the the lobby. And he's trying to figure out how to bend the spoon. And the telekinesis kids are bending a spoon and then they're like, here, try. And he like grabs the spoon and he can't bend it. And then the kid looks at him and he's like, do not try to bend the spoon. That is impossible. Bend yourself. And then he's just like, okay. And then he like leans to the left and leans to the right. And the spoon starts to bend with him. And then the Oracle calls him in. That's like one of my favorite movie scenes of all time. Cause that's something I live. Like I saw that and I live my life by that. You don't, you don't bend other people. You can't, you can't help what goes on around you. That's, that's not life. What you can do is you can focus on yourself and then everyone else will bend to you. Hmm. And that's like one thing I always live my life by. Like, I I can't change other people. I can't change how they think. I can't change what they do, but I can change what I do and I can bend their will to me. And Hmm. that's like one of the dopest shits I've ever like seen. It's like, yeah, you cannot bend the spoon. That's impossible. You cannot change other people. That's impossible, but you can change yourself and you can do whatever you want. And then the other people will change to you. And that's like the, one of the best lessons like I've ever learned.
2: I love that scene. Um, never yeah. thought to apply the matrix to real life and uh, <laughs> yo. I had I had to do something. There was something I saw on your timeline while it was out, and I just texted to you. And you deeply offended me with what you tweeted. <laughs> okay, the teen movie draft. The teen movie draft, and yes. y- you said three by Runaway, right?
1: Three, three by Runaway. It's and I'll give people the rundown: Super Bad, Can't Hardly Wait, Euro Trip, Project X, Boys in the Hood. I watch all of those yearly
2: to this day. Okay, and you said five. What are you doing here? And five is Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Dazed and Confused, Clueless, clu- Cruel Intentions, and Scream. Yeah, you're fucking. That's a draft cruel intentions
1: is one of my favorite movies ever they drafted it 4 and that's the best movie on that rundown and arguably the only movie I'll watch from that that list
2: you are bu- first of all Ferris Bueller's Day Off is like one of the greatest 80s comedies of all time i think it's wildly like, overrated you're bugging two days confused did you ever see it yes I, i've bad. watched all teen movies like <laughs> that's, and, this and, is my genre and Scream is like one of the greatest horror films of all time. It like redefined an entire genre. I didn't First, like Scream at all. Yeah, because yeah, you don't like scary movies. I don't well, know I don't how like you scream. didn't like Scream. But here's my problem with three. Boys in the Hood is not a teen movie. We got to get that. We got we, we <laughs> to get that out of here. Black people can have teen movies. Like, Black movies people can't have teen movies. But Boys in the Hood is not. It's it, a hood it's movie. Like, yeah, one of those things don't fit together. Like you have a, <laughs> a list with "Can't Hardly Wait." You can't put "Boys in the Hood" in the same category. It's cheating, category as but I guys. like it. I like it's it. A, and look, <laughs> uh, "Clueless" is also a classic. So I don't know. I don't know how you have five as the worst list on here. I mean, "Mallrats" would have been "Mallrats." Is my
1: all-time favorite movie. So "Mallrats" would have probably been like my sneaky joint instead of "Boys Boys in the Hood." But um, that I mean clueless i don't like days and confused was amazing when it came out the replay value is not great um ferris bueller same thing replay value is not like i don't go back and watch ferris bueller at all i do i watch really? it all the time. like the parade yeah, see, is like the only yeah. great mo- moment of that
2: thing like cool like that's i understand it look the, the reason why you pick three is because they're all movies like made after the year 2000 with the exception of boys in the hood
1: i mean that's fair like, Superbad, arguably, is not even... art. Superbad's a top five comedy
2: all time, damn near. I mean, Superbad is amazing. I, I, I won't argue with Superbad. Euro Trip, I thought, was mid.
1: Can't what? Is-
2: yes, I'm not a fan of Euro. Oh, though. my like, God. All. The
1: fucking robot. Mr. MeScoozy nah, on the train. Uh, Duh, I drank Absinthe, cool. like, in high school because of that. And Oof. I can't drink... Like, to this day, I can't drink uh, Jaeger. Because it tastes like absinthe, and absinthe fucked me up. I drank it once and yeah. it was all bad. But I drank it
2: because of Euro Trip. Yeah, see, Euro Trip can't hardly wait. Fine, can't hardly wait and she's all that are like the same movie. And Project Dex is fine. But this isn't a runaway for number three. Boys and hoods. like I don't even know why that's in here. The worst, the worst one on this list, the worst category is the sec number two. With ten things I hate about you. I love 10 times,
1: things I hate about
2: you. You you look like the type. Fast I, times of <laughs> Ridgemont High, which I really enjoy. Sean Penn's incredible in that. Uh varsity blues, eh, fine. Whatever. What? It's fine. It's no, fine. no,
1: you can't. I can't let you go so that varsity blues is one of the best football movies ever. Ever. Tweeter drinks beer because Tweeter drinks beer.
2: What? Look, it's fine. It's fine.
1: Oh my God. It's okay. fine.
2: I know what you did last summer sucks. Horrible. I know what you did. I know what you did. Well, you, you can't speak on any horror movies. I will not allow you to do that. You don't watch them. <laughs> you don't I even watched, watch them. How can you speak watched, on them?
1: Like I Like, I did. I didn't enjoy that. I've watched that. But play rich. I've watched Scream
2: like I didn't enjoy it. Scream is incredible. I know what you did last summer is trash. It's just a basic knockoff of everything that Scream did. Everything that came after Scream, Urban Legend, no, what you did last summer. It was like a whole series of movies that copycat yeah, 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 the whatever.
1: whatever the joint
2: is with the Scarecrow. And then Encino Man. What? No, Encino Man is terrible. That, yeah, this the is Thor- the worst list. Team, like, team 2, Team 1, American Pie, fantastic. Mean Girls, classic. Grease, eh, not a fan. Juno is great, but everything on 5 doesn't make any did sense. Did you skip over Girl Next Door?
1: <sighs> on Team 1? These Girl are the next same door.
2: movies. That's These my next st-
1: tattoo, by the way. So I'm getting attention from Girl Next Door. It's when he's about to make, again, I learned a lot from movies, like uh, how I live my life, but uh, which neither here nor there, it's probably not the greatest thing, but uh, like you say all the time, like TV raised us, right? Like our parents were wherever the fuck our parents were. So um, Girl Next Door, they do like a, a fake scene, where he's about to film the porn or whatever and then he decides he can't. But when he can't, he reaches for the door and he's about to turn the knob to do the scene and he has her lipstick kiss on his hand. And that's why he can't cuz he's like yo I can't do this like cuz of her and like she makes me make good decisions blah blah. It's like the girl in his life. So I want I've wanted forever like the kiss marks on my hand. And then I thought, I was like, oh, well, I have my wife's name on my other hand, on my left hand. And then I was like, I should just get my wife's lips on my right hand because it's, like, for that movie. And I understand, like, people get, like, the lips on their neck and that shit's stupid fucking cheesy. So uh, that's the only reason I haven't gotten it to this point because I was like, I can't have random lips. That's just fucking ridiculous. But getting my wife's lips on my right hand because of Girl Next Door. Incredible movie. Uh, all right so you like a lot of the same movies like this is a weird (laughs) list movies are my like yes i I love all of them rom-coms and t-movies are my genre so where's the breakfast
2: club rank? breakfast club i
1: put can't hardly wait over the breakfast club see this is my problem (laughs) <laughs> this,
2: this is, this is completely, And I understand, like, it, it's 2000 biased. Yeah, exactly. Or 90s like bias. Yeah, it's like a late 90s, early 2000s bias that you have. And I have I, I like 80s movies because I was in a teen in the 80s, right? Like, I just was a kid watching these movies and yeah. they, like, Breakfast Club was what I, I love the Breakfast Club because the tension, like, who experiences the tension like, 2000? Y'all don't. There's cell phones, <laughs> all that shit. It's completely different. So it's like, Cruel Intentions is one of my fucking favorite movies on the low. Like no, I Cruel Intentions love is a top 5 movie all time. Like I almost named How many top 5 movies my, all time do you have? You you named like 3 that you put in the top 5 all time already.
1: No, no, uh, super bad is top 5 comedy. Um okay. No, no, my top 5 movies, like Rats is in there. Um Morats is my favorite movie all time. So like Rats, Cruel Intentions, um Crazy Stupid Love is, like, creeping up into my top five. <laughs> I love Crazy Stupid Love in terms of, like, a rom-com. I think it's the perfect rom-com. Um, American Pie is in there because I, I think American Pie is the greatest teen movie ever. And uh, I don't know. There's a couple that's, like, on the fringe. It's like my wrestlers list. Like, number five changes constantly on a wrestlers list. And in hip hop, that's how I feel about like my all time movies. But no, I I definitely know like my top four doesn't change. But Cruel Intentions for a long time was my favorite movie ever. Oh, Troy! <laughs> Troy is usually my like number five. Troy, I love Troy. Um, really? But, yeah. Another thing that like I take moments from that and like live my life out because of it. Um, yeah, yeah, as scenes in that movie where I like lent to my life. And I live my life because of that.
2: Oh, okay. If, yep. If you say so. Yeah, like uh, the
1: opening scene in Troy is arguably the greatest opening scene of all time. Like that. Would you stop with this? all? Everything
2: you said is all time. Hyperbole.
1: Yeah, hyperbole is like running wild on this show. But the opening scene in Troy is fucking incredible. I think that
2: movie is so mid. What? Gladiator kid... is like 20 times better than Troy. No, like, Troy is mean. better than Gladiator. You're bugging. Troy is better than Gladiator.
1: <laughs> Troy, like when he, Troy And I like Gladiator. Weird. I really like Gladiator. But like Troy, Troy, is not, <laughs> Troy. when the kid wakes him up in the beginning.
2: Duh, you can't convince me of this. Troy he's is in the big. bed with
1: the two chicks. And he's just like, all right, whatever. I'm waking up. And then the kid's like, this is the biggest man I've ever seen. I, I wouldn't want to fight him. And Achilles just looks at him like straight face. And he's like, that's why no one will remember your name. That's the realest shit ever. Like it's just like, you you want to be mid. Like you you want no one will remember your name because you don't want to do great things. And then it's just he goes out there and just wrecks the big dude. Like it's
2: impeccable over the scene. In fact, that movie is so mid. What? Troy is. You're tasting movie. Sir, he grabs the
1: spear and hits the dude walking. What?
2: So the movie has been gladiators a million times better than Troy. Like this, is, this shouldn't even be a discussion, but anyway, I needed to bring up that list. Cause that when I saw it, I was like, what you said five is what are they doing here? This is like one of the, the great, like the greatest horror movie. One of the Ferris Bueller, you calling it overrated disrespectful, but I get why you do it. Yep. Cruel And cruel intentions on that list. You're going to say, what is this list doing here? I like cruel intentions and Clueless is a classic it is mm. and I'm not even a huge fan of it but it the is. fact of the matter is people swear by that movie like Mean Girls swear by it and then there's days in the confused there's no way this, this list has been I just your movie tastes are very questionable really.
1: I, I don't know it's so you're saying two is
2: the worst yeah two is by far the worst Two, I mean, because then four is Breakfast Club, Friday Night Lights, She's All That, American Pie 2, and Outside Providence, which I haven't seen. It's the only movie on this list I haven't seen. Um, But any list that has Breakfast Club, it's there for a reason, because Breakfast Club is incredible. And Friday Night Lights, to me, is better than Varsity Blues. Okay. But either way, uh, two is the worst on here. And and one has American Pie. So any list has American Pie, whatever. American Two. Pie is the best of I like I like Super Bad better than American Pie. <sighs> I, no, yo I, super, I super Bad is one of Super Bad is one of those movies that I'll never not watch if it's on my TV. Yeah. If it's it just comes on I'm, it's fucking incredible. <laughs> it, 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 so this Jonah like, Hill, Michael me- Sarah.
1: Oh, Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah lunch by myself like I'm Stephen fucking Glansberg is one of the Dude. low key best lines ever.
2: The pairing of Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah is better than the, the, the quartet of American Pie. And I love American Pie. Yeah, don't get me wrong. That's fair. But Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill are incredible in Superbad. Yeah, I can't. And even... then McLovin, come on, like, man, oh, McLovin. <laughs> Like Lovin'. Nice. Oh, oh my love God. that scene. just
1: take off your vest. You look like Aladdin. That shit. <laughs> oh my God. Just everybody's <laughs> fucking tears in my eyes. Yeah, every, no, everything. Bad, about that movie is incredible.
2: Like I love American Pie, but Super is just Oh my God. It's just there's just, there's no not fun. Like the movie ends well. Like everything from the beginning you know when he says he's sucking on your mom's tits to the end <laughs> it's it's just, it is classic him headbutting oh,
1: head the chick is incredible him hating becca is like my favorite cuz i've met like several beccas through life now and the only quote I could think is like Becca. I fucking hate Becca. Like that's just like the best line. Then he's like, why? And then he goes into the diatribes about drawing dicks, which is oh my god. Come on, oh, man. Like, god. I,
2: again. I lo- I love American Pie, but there's there's like, and I think American Pie is incredible. But the drawing dicks, like, Draw- yo. <laughs> yo, come no, on, man.
1: It, it came from nowhere, and it's so great. And the, them showing the photos of the different dicks, like the Tokyo Square <laughs> version of the dicks, like it was so artistic that you can't even just be like, yo, I I can't knock this. Oh my god,
2: it's there's nothing so you can do. There, there's nothing you can do. The, the movie is perfect. Perfect. In terms Fucking. of comedy, the movie is perfect. So, so, yeah, Maroki. Maroki
1: is one of my favorite characters in that movie. Like him with the cat. Like he yeah. uses the flower for like the cat whiskers, oh, it's, oh my god, oh! The they movie make the is perfect tiramisu. Oh, yeah, yeah that movie is incredible. Like oh, these eyes when he's singing that shit. Oh, at the party, <laughs> <I told you.
2: laughs> the movie oh, is incredible. I- I've watched and, yeah, that so- with
1: like director's commentary, where Seth. And Evan are actually talking about it and writing the movie in middle school. It's one of the best. Like, honestly, if people still buy DVDs, I know you're like a big DVD buff, right?
2: Like, not anymore. It's ridiculous. That you have. I gotta stop. Yes, you have
1: like an insane DVD collection. Yes. Um, but if people still buy DVDs, that's like the DVD to buy because the director commentary is so incredible, and just hearing Evan and Seth and like. Evan never wanting to be in front of the camera, so it's like weird hearing Evan, Um, but him and Seth Rogen like write everything together, and it's just talking about like how they got the period blood scene and how it was like a real life party, and it actually <laughs> happened to them. And it was like, oh my god, that shit is so funny. The, the cops, movie is
2: flawless. Oh, the movie, the movie is the movie is flawless. I would and anybody that. who.
1: I love Anybody 10 who Things I Hate About, about it, You, but that's a fumble, no. picking that over a superman.
2: No, you you just can't. Like, there. you just can't. I know we spend a lot of time. You guys like, where's the combat sport? <laughs> I haven't been here for a couple weeks. I'm sorry. I saw this list. And I, I love teen movies. I love them all. Cause I think in the, there's a, every, every decade, there's a genre of teen movie. What is and this
1: decades genre?
2: Like teen movie? I don't know what this decade of, I don't know what this decade's genre of anything is. I was thinking about this the other day, right? I was listening to like nineties and eighties R&B and two thousands R&B. And then I got to 2010s R&B and now we're into we're about to enter 2022. I don't know what yeah. the fuck is going on. Like, I don't know what, what everything <laughs> is like a, a combination of everything right everything was clearly defined in the 90s and 80s everything was very clearly defined yep. there was no like crossover between r&b and hip-hop there was no crossover between like teen movies and horror movies and like everything had its lane now nothing has a lane anymore you can just you have to create a subcategory based on what you think something sounds like so i don't know what the teen movie of two, the 2020s is what is it or two thousand tens even like I oh, Project okay.
1: X. My Project X might be like, but I, I don't even know if that came out. Maybe like two
2: thousand nine. I, no, I I couldn't tell you what the two thousand tens anything is. It's like define two thousand tens R and B. What is it? Chris Brown. Is that what it is? Right. Is that that's is it. that like the prevailing sound
1: of R and B in two thousand ten? Yeah, that that's it. Like Chris Brown, maybe some Bieber,
2: like when Bieber, like, transitioned. I, I... So that's more like pop R&B. But there's no, like... Yeah. Like, like, 80s R&B had a certain vibe. Like, you had the Luthers, you had, yep. you had Baker, all that stuff. 90s R&B, you went from, like, Boys and Men to Jody's. Like, you had a clearly defined sound of what 90s R&B sounded like. 2000s R&B even, like I was listening to A. Marie the other day and I, I don't, don't ask me why, but I was like, <laughs> all the, all this shit had a very distinct vibe and it was still R&B. 2000s was the year that almost every hit R&B song like R&B artist, their lead single had a rapper on it. <laughs> For whatever yeah, reason, every you go down the list, everybody had a rapper on it. And then you listen to the album and nothing on that album sounded like that lead single. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Right? Because I remember when I bought 112's album and I was like, wait, nothing sounds like the single with Biggie. No. <laughs> like this is like the greatest R&B album ever. Like Jagged it, A- like all this stuff. One rapper lead single rest of the album does not sound like it. Then you get to the 2010s and you're like, all oh, this shit sounds the same. Yeah. Drake. Oh, weekend. Weekend. Oh, there you go. Like that's it. That's weekend
1: it. And um, and uh, what's his face? Who just fell off the edge of the earth? Uh, it was Drake. with an Odd Future, but um, oh, Frank
2: Ocean. But Frank, Frank Ocean only had one now. It, And Frank not sound like
1: anybody else. No, no, no. But I'm saying that's like two 2010s. Like if I had to go, Drake, Weekend, it's Drake. Yeah. It's, Drake.
2: it's just Drake. It's like literally just Drake. There is there is no weekend without Drake. Fair, I mean.
1: I really think the week, but if we're talking to R and B strictly R and B, weekend is like strictly R and B for the twenty. But no, I'm saying though, but Drake. All right, it's that morose, very like emo sound. Slow the beat down, like almost chopped and screwed beat. Is twenty like R
2: and B? Drake, and this is this is dumb. I don't even know. Like, we're talking about a bunch of stuff. Where we're like way into this show. But <laughs> yeah, it is what it I'm is. a big fan of Drake's influences. Everything that Drake likes and everything that 40 samples are songs that I've liked for years from other artists. Yeah. Like in and, and when he incorporates them in his music, I like, oh, I get it. And then Drake, like, turns it up, spits it out into his own version of R&B. And then all these other artists came from behind that. And not not necessarily the weekend, because the weekend was this very strange, like drugged out R&B when he first came oh, out. I miss that weekend. Yeah, me too. Like do more drugs. I enjoy <laughs> it. Yeah. But that was his sound. And now now he's come into this um, more of a pop R&B, which I don't really like, no, <laughs> like at I, all. <laughs> but it, it's what it is. But Drake's sound was a combination of like vibes of like Sam Fun, astero, And it was like all that stuff he put together, Deep House Overseas. And then he put it in, spit it out in his own version. And then every R&B artist was like, I like what he's doing, even though he took it from other people. But we're just going to we're going to completely hijack what Drake's doing. And this is what 2010's R&B sounds like. Yep, that's so weird to me. Yeah, because Drake isn't even like really an R&B artist. No, but they ran with the wave. Yeah. Now, everybody else, that's 2010's R&B. 2020's R&B is too early to tell. 2020s, it
1: like it's the women's R&B, right? Like you have her, you have Ella Mai, you have like, it, um, what's your face who just dropped? We talked about it on like our Grammys list,
2: cool. Summer Walker,
1: and um, Summer Walker, Jasmine Sullivan even came back. Like women are just crushing R&B. Yeah, it's just Guys I'm just, aren't just trying even to figure doing out. R&B like like that, like that, like they have fucking givey on, like okay, yeah, but that's yeah, it.
2: I mean. Yeah, it it's it's I don't know, but I'm I'm trying to figure out what the established sound is. Like 90s R&B had a very established sound. Like you knew what it was. I don't know if like 20 years from now i will be like that's 2020s R&B. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. The w- if the women
1: keep carrying it. you would be like, "Yo, yeah, this is like the time when I don't I don't know. I think of like 70s R&B what whatever R&B was at that time. I guess it was still poppy, right? Like women had an established sound in the 70s in terms of r&b like yeah, women I mean, were the, at the top like outside of like a james brown like right like but um there was like really a, 70s what is james brown 60s yeah like okay so I mean, like early 70s but 70s is like to me women were like crushing shit in the 70s r&b and i feel like 2020s might be that where it's just like no women just running this and i get, i mean i don't know 2000s women were running you have Rihanna, Beyonce. Men didn't do much.
2: I guess we shall see.
1: Yeah, like, so it's 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 interesting. But no, you've missed a lot, like, not being on the show. Like, we had a full Marvel versus DC conversation. No, that's um, not fair. Last week. That's uh, not people. fair, DC. Okay, no, no. So this was the caveat. Can DC beat Marvel in 2022? Not overall. What do you mean? In like movies? And, yeah. In their slate of rundown movies. Is this the only year DC can really be? No. Because there's Marvel no just year has, that they can be. Do- Doctor Strange is leaving, leading the way for Marvel this next year. Yeah, And that's it. Doctor Strange. I Cole looked it up. Doctor Strange and Thor are the two releases for Marvel. So
2: I Black think Black Panther's DC, pushed back to 2023?
1: Is that- yeah, yeah. Because uh, What's-Her-Face whacked out.
2: Yeah, that's right. Let's see you right. Yeah. Um-,
1: <laughs> um, so that got pushed back. So it's Thor, Loving Love and Thunder, and Doctor Strange are the two movies for MCU. And I'm thinking like DC has Batman, Flash, which which has everyone coming back, and like the Flashpoint storyline, and Black Adam.
2: This projecting <sighs> this is the only year they can get them. that that, it's true and my problem with dc is i don't trust dc (laughs) that's (laughs) That's it that's where it comes like they gotta deliver (laughs) but this
1: you have your flagship in batman because i hate i hate superman that's what i said last like superman i think the character is flawed i hate superman as a as a superhero um the movies suck because it's like kryptonite is the only thing that weakens him he's too powerful whatever batman is your flagship so you have your flagship against DC's or against Marvel's fucking tenth best
2: character. You got to deliver. Which might turn, which might turn, and you know what? The other thing is because Marvel's gonna. What series does Marvel have coming out? Because you, I have to. Wait, oh, that. I,
1: I had. See, this is what people talked about on Twitter. They're like, "Yo, you have to include it because it's part of MCU." I said, "No, Disney Plus shows do not count." And mm. anyway, even if you want, they have Miss Marvel and She Hulk, like. My expectations I mean, aren't high,
2: but again, WandaVision surprised me. Loki was great. So I I, I haven't get... watched Hawkeye yet. That's the other thing. I finished I finally watched Loki. That was the other thing I did while I was gone. I finally watched Loki. Oh and so I watched incredible. it like I watched it all in a row. Like I sat there <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. Like this is incredible. Yeah. The, DC DC movies like DC should there's an element of grit that's missing in DC movies where I feel like it could take over. Not take over, but give us something that Marvel doesn't like the Dark Knight movies had grit, right? There's a yeah. certain level of realism. The TV you shows could use. have like a grit to it. Yeah, but DC movies, for whatever reason, they just suck. Yeah. Justice League sucked. It was overly ambitious and it sucked. Um, Birds of, Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey was really good. That was fun. But I like the Suicide I Squad, like, the remake. The remake, yes, the remake was good. It's just there's there's levels to this shit. And if fig- I'm figuring, I haven't seen Spider-Man yet. I have no idea what's going on, but I'm figuring Doctor Strange is like the linchpin for this next wave of Marvel movies heading into yeah. whatever the next Avengers or whatever the fuck is going on with Guardians of the Galaxy and everything else. And as as mid as we consider Doctor Strange, that movie is probably going to have extraordinary significance. DC movies don't have that. There's not a DC movie that you go Oh, we yeah. need that for it to make sense into the 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 uh, DC narrative. Nothing. There's no movie. People crush there's me for one. that,
1: too, because I said Dr. Strange, the originals, top
2: five worst. Marvel movies. No, no, no. The first two Thors are trash. First, first two, two Thors.
1: Uh, I didn't like the first uh, Captain America. That's in the bottom.
2: Ooh.
1: Um, mm, nah. Yeah, that's, well, that's in the bottom five. And then throw in like the last Iron Man. What whatever one had the Mandarin was horrible.
2: Iron Man three Iron Man three sucked. The first yeah. two Thor sucked, and then Ragnarok was fucking incredible. Phenomenal. it's crazy. And I, but um, I can I can rock with the second Thor if you make me, make me. I, I take first Captain America over the second Thor. I did not like Thor. I did not
1: like, <laughs> did not like um, Captain America at all.
2: But and, if you have if you have to bottom five it, yeah. I mean Doctor Strange was fine. Yeah, like, um,
1: and that's not a knock necessarily because like everything else was great. But, um, yeah, uh, I was like,
0: I,
2: it, it it's so it easy me. to go. It's so easy to say, like, DC movies, you'd be like, all oh, these kind of suck. No, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, no one's watching Aquaman, right? Like,
1: that's, that was
2: horrible. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of it. Though.
1: No, they, they had Wonder Woman, the first one, which was great, and then whacked out on the second one. Bad. I don't know. They, <laughs> they just got it bad. But this so. is the year. If you're gonna get Marvel, this is the year. Because after this year, you're getting Fantastic Four, you're getting Blade, you're getting X-Men,
2: you're oh, never you're catching
1: dead. them again. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> ever. Dead, uh, dead.
1: Ever. Um, before we hit the break, because again, we gotta give out our boxing awards. Um, the other thing we talked about, which is in this realm and last show, and I wanted to get your opinion. It's the Mount Rushmore of comic book characters. I gave mine. Cole gave his. Antoine gave his. Which on
2: your four? Now is this personal taste or is this just like greatest personal? No, no, per- personal. I mean, like, oh, um, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, it's not like objective, right? Like, it's your okay. personal
2: re- Mount Rushmore. My my per like Punisher. 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 I ones. knew
1: you're going off them. Like I told them on the show. I was like, yo, Dre would go like so fucking left with this thing because he like reads the comics. I was like, all yeah. my stuff, like we are movie and uh, television shows like from the 90s. I was like, Dre actually reads the comics. He's going to go like complete left. OK, so Punisher is no, not Pun- on anyone's list. Correct. Yo,
2: I, I love Frank Castle <laughs> and kidding. strangely enough, it, as I've gotten older, I was like, yo, he's like a fucking cop. And he was like, like I shouldn't like this guy, but I love Frank Castle, uh, Punisher, Wolverine. Okay, um, Wolverine was on
1: everyone's list.
2: It's universal. Yeah, Wolverine was number one on everyone.
1: Like if we had to rank, Wolverine's the greatest.
2: Superhero. Yeah, Wolvie's. Wolvie's incredible.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, now it gets dicey. Um, see, I was never. I'm not a big Iron Man guy. No, he made my um, list only
1: because of Robert Downey Jr. <sighs>
2: Black Panther. Okay. Now, now, do I put Blade on this list or not? You, are you skipping over Spidey? My, you're giving me... This is my personal. Personal. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're... Yeah. This, yeah. I, I, I might be skipping over Spidey. Okay. Uh, because, right, right, for instance, Daredevil's comics were just, to me, when Matt Miller took them over, were just flat out better. They okay. were dark. Deadpool as well. Right, like this is tough. DC, again, I put Batman on the list just to give Batman DC like
1: a like. I a don't ooh. give
2: them any love. <laughs>
1: <Yeah, laughs> he, he has no superpowers
2: <laughs> like, but he's the best. Neither is the Punisher, neither, neither the neither Punisher has Punisher, no super no. Punisher has no superpowers <laughs> and hung with everybody. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's ridiculous. It's 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 dumb. Like when you think about it, like. He was hanging with Ghost Rider. Like, Ghost Riders came from hell. Ghost Rider used to be one of my favorites, but they just completely botched every iteration of them past the year 2000. (laughs) They just ruined it. Nick Cage, all that. It was just bad, right? They should have just had Method Man become Ghost Rider and then make a movie about it, period. Because Method Man was Ghost Rider as a rapper. Um, Damn, who's going to be my fourth? i don't know man see like dare I-, I was big on daredevil the funny thing about daredevil also no superpowers he's blind and deaf he's actually compromised and he still whoops out <laughs> i mean that gave him heightened senses though
1: so i get that
2: and i was big on hulk too but hulk's just a little bit too reckless for me oh you got, got a Cole, real hulk Cole,
1: Cole put hulk in and antoine like they were they were big on hulk they're 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 really hulk fans um Rogue almost made my list from X-Men. Uh, yeah, Rogue's but, not- like, but like, she got a fly. Like, I hate what they did with her in the movies. Like, comic book Rogue? Oh, comic book and 90s cartoon Rogue was just the chef's kiss. It was the best. Her and Gambit, that storyline, her flight with the... <laughs> Rogue
2: was amazing. See, there was also like Jean Grey because then she came in Phoenix and then she like fucking murdered everybody. Oh, that's what Antoine put. Antoine put Jean as his fourth. I mean, fourth. Jean, Jean was so dope. She died during the Phoenix wreck shit. If you remember the what if comics, she destroyed everybody's dark Phoenix and one of those issues. But she also caused the rift between Wolverine and Cyclops and it made everybody think Cyclops was a pussy.
1: That's, what, that's why I love Wolverine. He came in, he was like, yo, he was like, oh, that's your girl? Give me that. <laughs> he just like how do you just back someone's whole girl. Cyclops. On, honestly, if anyone puts Cyclops in their top four, I can't trust them as a human being.
2: No, it's like it's like like really loving Leonardo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah,
1: like I just like bro, I can't trust you. It's like picking Power Rangers
2: and you want to be Billy. Yeah, there's just certain like, things you don't do. No, you and I no figure, one wants to be the Blue Ranger. And I figure they make them like that for that reason like they make those guys like that for you to hate them because i hated cyclops it's supposed to be so like that-
1: sympathetic though no like you're just supposed there's a the baby no, face off. no yeah. you're, you're you're rooting fuck for logan the heel that it's a very hulk hogan macho man <clears throat> and it's um so- like you rooted for macho man and that's yeah.
2: that's logan and you but hulk hogan is technically cyclops like he's the good guy so, I, I'm going to go ahead and put Spider-Man on there because because there, every iteration of Spider-Man has been dope in some way, shape, or form, especially in the movie form, as of late. Um, And Miles Morales. So, I'll put Spider-Man on Mount Rushmore.
1: Yeah, Spidey, yeah. I feel like Spidey is... Spidey and Wolverine are, like, locks. And then we can, like, argue from there. But no, that's yeah. good.
2: I, Punisher is, is out the box. Yo, I didn't know anybody I, who's read anybody who's read the matt miller punisher comic books and knows and the punisher max comic books knows exactly what i'm talking about they are the like they're the epitome of grit and grime like the first punisher is one of the reasons that, like when i went into comic books and i started to try to find darker comic books i used to read all like when i was a kid i used to get all the happy-go-lucky comic books like yeah. the regular spider-mans and all that shit i remember p- picking up my first punisher comic book punisher one and my grandmother sold it on eBay for like three dollars which is a goddamn shame but I remember opening the comic book and I like I used to go to the comic book store and I used to just open comic books and flip through the page before I read them to see the art and there was like there was a, a visual of Punisher with two automatic rifles under the arm and a whole bunch of people dead with blood all over them. and they because he couldn't curse in comic books yet so they had like all the symbols and I was like oh I'm buying this shit I was like I don't even care what it's about I'm buying this and I bought it and I read it And then I was like, oh my God, like this is too real. And then it made me start looking for like image comic books, dark horse, like all the dark, dark comic books, all because of Punisher. I didn't need the happy go lucky shit. I want people that I want I was like, why aren't you out here murdering people? And that's what Punisher did. He killed his family, murdered everybody.
1: Yeah, that seems like that seems like a you rationale. <laughs> so, yeah. It is. Yeah. you were your childhood was very weird. Like you're just like, yeah, I want to watch horror flakes and, and read like very violent comic
2: books. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I love as like yeah. a
1: seven year old. Like you're just
2: like, yeah, fuck it. Like just give me like the weirdest things ever. Um, y'all, y'all listen to the show I, I, first two <laughs> movies I ever saw with Jaws and Scarface so it's like come on bro what was I going to do with my life
1: yeah like your grandmother put you on a, an odd path in, in life so yeah Punisher doesn't, doesn't surprise me at all um, alright let's hit our first break when we come back boxing awards what this show is supposed to be about I thought we uh, were no, talking
2: about Jake Paul we're not talking about Jake Paul
1: oh shit we are talking about Jake Paul so we'll come back talk then about Jake Paul the and then boxing awards combat sports don't go anywhere be right back after this All right. We are back. Dre, before we do our combat sports awards for boxing, um, Jake Paul having this weekend, I was in Tampa. I've never taken this many COVID tests in my life. (laughs) Um, I hopped off the plane. No one wears a mask in Florida.
2: This shouldn't be funny. I'm sorry for (laughs) that.
1: But like, honest to God, like Florida doesn't even seem like it's in the US. Like, People looked at me like I was an alien for wearing a mask, like walking yeah. around. I was like, I don't trust none of you, motherfuckers. I don't trust nobody here, and they don't believe in it down here. Like, nobody, workers don't have to wear masks. I was
2: like, Yo, that's I don't, crazy. I
1: don't, yo, it's Florida is literally living in 2010, it's like it got stuck in a time warp. It, wow, they're, they're still bros. Wearing like old USC shit. What was, what was the thing with the dragon on it? They they what wear like, like, a, Ed oh, yeah, and- like Ed Hardy. Yeah, like Ed Hardy, like affliction. Like they, they wear that still. Like it's a time warp in Florida. So went to Florida. Um, There's like, obviously, it's the state of sports, right? It's the state of the world, it seems like now. Like COVID's back with a vengeance. It's like, Die Hard 2. <laughs> like, COVID originally was die Hard. It's like die Hard 2. So, um, COVID's like everywhere now. So, like, people are tested positive in terms of like people who went to fights in New York and LA. And then I'm in Florida and I'm like overly panicked. So, like, I get the CVS home test joints, I do a PCR test of so every little thing. I I went to movies with Ray Ray Mundy and then we uh, parked on the wrong side. So we had to walk all the way around the building from the outside because they closed the inside of the mall. And I was like, I'm short of breath. I don't know if it's because I'm out of shape or because I got the COVID. Damn. So I got to like test. Like every little thing was like a test. And it was was just insane. So like the atmosphere, they packed 16,000 people in that building.
2: Yeah, I mean, so you weren't at the last one. So no. See what this one was like. Yes. And yeah, I, I mean, you know, I watched it from home and I was like, you know, part of me misses the circus. But the other part of me is like, look at all these fucking kids. I don't need to be around this shit. That, that's <laughs> a ton of kids.
1: A <laughs> ton of kids. I was like, yo, I, I saw eight year olds
2: in the building for boxing. Incredible. It- <laughs> look, I wrote a column. Some of y'all saw some of y'all didn't that y'all need to cut it out. Jake Paul's not bad for boxing cut it out stop because all these people i need you old head boxing writers to get off your high horse just for a second i need, need you to cut it out because you want things the way that they were in the old days and the problem is is jake paul is bringing in new audiences to boxing and then you some of you guys say well they're only watching jake paul no they're not they're exposed to expose the man to guy exposed to man montana love they got exposed to daniel dubois um they are seeing other fighters that you can latch on to. Jake Paul is a gateway drug. If you're complaining about Jake Paul ruining boxing, you're ignoring all the current things that are ruining boxing without Jake. Paul.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> like you're ignoring the yeah. fact that judges have been ruining boxing. Sanctioning bodies have been ruining boxing. Promoters have been ruining boxing. Why the fuck are you blaming Jake Paul?
1: Yeah, he's Jake the Paul least of means- the problems.
2: Exactly. There are so many things that boxing does to shoot itself in the foot that when Jake Paul comes around and and we'll, we'll talk about his choice of opponents and blah, 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 but he's making events and he's taking his training seriously and he's putting real boxers on his card, sprinkling it with a little entertainment, Darren Williams and Frank Gore. And you have a fight card that's more interesting Then 90% of the fight cards is out there. Then you add the fact that Paul versus Woodley one did half a million pay-per-view buys, which outdid Crawford Porter, Tank Barrios, Tank Cruz, uh, everything but Canelo and Wilder Fury. Jake Paul is outdoing, and you're going to say, well, it's because the circus, we all need a little bit of fucking circus guys. Relax. (laughs) You know why you like, you know, why you like Conor McGregor so much because the circus that he brings to his fights, Yep. When you can get casuals involved into a sport and get invested, whether they love him or hate him, I'm not asking you to like Jay Paul. I'm just saying he's not bad for the sport. Because then people will say, "Well, he's a piece of shit." All right, you can say the same thing about Floyd Mayweather. Yep, he went to jail, right? And you're complaining about Jake Paul. Jake Paul is similar, without the skill level, to Floyd Mayweather, Muhammad Ali, and Mike Tyson. Now, when I say that, people are going to go, whoa.
1: Yeah, that's blasphemy to say Ali and Jake Paul. but But here's
2: why. Here's why. The fact of the matter is Muhammad Ali became a figure outside of boxing. We're not talking about social activism. We're talking about him talking shit, him rhyming, him trashing his opponents before the fight even happens, making wild predictions that old boxing heads hated. They hated everything that Ali did going into a fight, but it was wildly entertaining. And then he backed it up. Now, Jake Paul is not even close to the skill level of Muhammad Ali. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is Jake Paul brings a certain level of excitement to the sport that just being a boxer doesn't do. Terrence Crawford, incredible fighter, gives you nothing to grab onto going into a fight. You just for him because he's a good fighter. That's it. Muhammad Ali got trashed by boxing media. Mike Tyson, they were like, we don't need these guys, these thugs, right? Mike Tyson was talking about eating children. That yep. made more waves <laughs> than him knocking people out at some point, right? Floyd Mayweather. Again, I said it a billion times. The casual boxing fan doesn't walk away from a Floyd Mayweather fight saying, this is a great fight. You want to see Floyd lose, and that's why you pay for it. And then other people want to see Floyd win, and that's why you pay for it. The fight itself almost doesn't matter. Floyd does everything to get you to get your money out of your pockets. Yep. Jake Paul is doing fight. the same thing. Yeah, Jake Paul's doing the same thing. He's not on their level but he's bringing a level of excitement that boxing doesn't really have right now. And, and why are we going to be mad at that? He's not bad for boxing. If you don't like it, just change the channel. If you want to be an old head and you want to say, I just want to watch my box for real. Go ahead. Watch your, your fights where fighters are complaining about not crossing the street and watch your bullshit scorecards. Like, dude, what fight was this weekend? Um, um, the, uh, 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 Joseph Parker and uh, yeah. and Derek Chisora. What the fuck were those scorecards? Criminal scorecards! Like, so I got drunk three times, and, and, lo- and lost one one fourteen to one twelve. Are yeah. you kidding me? What? And you're saying Jake Paul is bad for boxing? Ridiculous. Kind
1: of ridiculous. Like the the home town cooking
2: in boxing is ridiculous. That's so yeah. Bad. So y'all stop. Y'all you you ain't gotta like him. I'm not saying like him personally. I don't know him as a man, but I'm just saying in terms of entertainment, and then kind of backing it up, which we're going to talk about soon with with, in a second with these fights. Yo, all y'all were watching that. All y'all was on Twitter, post about love him or hate him. He's got all you talking. That's his job. Yep, hundred
1: percent. And then we have let's talk about the fights. I guess Um, Deron Williams versus uh, Frank Gore to start.
2: Who's your friend? yo <laughs> <laughs> again you know what they're both not horrible boxers no they're not but i, I you know i told y'all frank Darren williams had hands yeah and frank gory he got hit he was like yo this motherfucker got hands you see frank <laughs> Gore's face when he got hit
1: oh he my god so that's a surprise shout out to this the main team at ESPN. that screen cap that's gone everywhere now of the surprise look was done by hez and Hez is, like, a social media manager at ESPN. Um, but he's worked his way up from, like, an intern. He interned when he was at UConn. And, like, for my money, Hez is one of the best in social media in the world. Right? Like, the he's incredible. I call him a kid because, like, Hez is, like, 26. But he found that. And we had the only feed we had internally was, like, our espn deportes like south america feed it was fucking crazy and he screen that like on the fly and i was like yo this is incredible i was like you, you're breaking the internet with this like you found the me
2: the look on frank's face <laughs> of terror he was like hey you can't hit me hey like he just was so confused the right guy won Darren Williams, he's smart. One and done. I did everything I needed to do, but it was fun. Like, don't lie, y'all. Everybody was intrigued by this. They actually yeah. tried to box, it was just swinging for the fence. I mean, granted, you know, Darren Williams almost threw Frank going to like the third row, but it was entertaining.
1: I had to apologize because I like, said the cameraman at Showtime didn't flinch, and it was a camera woman. And people yeah, roasted pretty me. Pretty incredible. <laughs> roasted me. She because she quote tweeted it and she was like camera woman and I was like fuck I was like yo my bad like incredible shot by the way so like I had to get talked to this week (laughs) due to that and I have to use the word camera person from here forward but I was like but I felt bad I was like fuck like she's right like my bad yo like I was like, yo, you crushed that shit. Like, great angle. Like, like, I understand what the social media life is about. So I felt, like, really bad. So I I don't recall her name offhand. But another apology out to her. Great job by the social media person. But, yeah, no, Frank Gore flew out of the ring. He was all disheveled. He just – the reach was too much.
2: Deron Williams got some good technique. He was one-two in his ass. It was all bad. Yeah, I mean, Frank was like, yo, when y'all going to call play? You know what I'm saying? Like, when I'm going to hit the huddle, because I, I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get this nonstop stuff. He got a 10 count.
1: It was all bad. He yeah. still won one of the cards, talking about judging. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was, it was by split decision. So um, that was a fight. Serrano. Serrano's a different beast. At one point, she threw a 40-punch combo.
2: Yo, it, Miriam Gutierrez just took everything. Now, Katie Taylor couldn't get her out of there. Serrano tried to get her out of there in the first 30 seconds of the fight. Yeah, yeah. She like she, she was no, like, it was very clear that Serrano was trying to send a statement to Katie Taylor. But then Miriam Gutierrez is just like, no, nah, I can take all this. And, yo, uh, her face transformed in that fight. You know, remember the uh, Michael Jackson black and white video? Yeah. Where <laughs> they, you know, you turn your head, their faces would change like every round. Miriam Gutierrez had a different face. <laughs> she just got bludgeoned. Oh, my she, God. she got beat up. She had no chance in hell. She's Toronto so was tough, savage, so tough, savage. But savage. her corner let her just take an ass whooping for 10 rounds. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she was she tried to be in the fight, she tried to fight back. She didn't want to yeah. get knocked out. More power to her, but yeah, there are levels to this. Oh, uh, it was a good weekend for women's boxing because like Denise Estrada was had a brutal knockout as well.
1: Her power level is crazy for what is she, anthem weight or something ridiculous? Like
2: tiny weight, like at least 180
1: pounds, bludgeoning people down
2: there. Yeah, super bad is a problem. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: incredible fight by Serrano. And now it looks like Katie Taylor in New York,
2: right? So,
1: March is planned.
2: Yeah, that's what Eddie Hearn is looking at. So, you know, if again, if there's no Jake Paul, this fight is not happening. No wild crazy at
1: one point i looked at the serrano like her ig because i was tagging her that night she gained thirty thousand followers while she was in the ring yeah like the the pop for her was huge when she came out they jake paul cosign is legit
2: so it's a new audience man it's a new audience what like this is why I said that I keep going back to when Devin Haney fought on the Logan Paul KSI undercard. And it was just complete, like they blew. Watch. Yeah. If if Haney had the right opponent, he could have shined and he would have gained. I mean, Devin Haney's got a bunch of followers as it is, but you got to take advantage of those moments. And Serrano gets the, got in the ring and took advantage of the opportunity and showed out. Fought in like denim Jordan Sixes. Like, she ain't care. She's out here just putting in work. Yeah, people, half the
1: comments were like, yo, she's fighting in sixes? Yeah,
2: I got those sixes.
1: (laughs) I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Uh, I bought my son, like, a ton of kicks this weekend, by the way, for, like, Christmas. He doesn't listen to a pod, so I can say that. But uh, now he's, like, getting into sneakers. So I bought him, like, Kyrie's. I bought him Air Max 95s. And Air Max, what's the ones with, like, they look like squiggly waves? Is that 93?
2: Squiggly waves, yeah, those yeah. I've like shown to me like they, you you're know, they probably have like lines, like lines you're up, probably this. talking about 95. You, yeah, you're probably talking. There's 95s, 97s are like uh, more like the you know, the bullet 97s. 97s. So you're probably talking about 95.
1: Oh, yeah, not not 97s at all. I just looked those up. Um, even those are dope. I like those. Uh, I bought them 95s, and there's, there's the joints that have like squiggly lines. Maybe 98. Oh, 98. Air Max 98s. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Like, you know, they have like the lines coming up all the way through the joints. Um, I bought them two pair of 98s. So, like, mm-hmm. I was like, cool. And I bought him a pair of Barclays. The joint with Damn. the air on the side. Yeah. Those are my joints. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, let me cop him a pair of Barclays. So <clears throat> to make you happy, my son is probably going to become a secret, even though I am not. No DC's for him.
2: No DC's room. Don't do that to
1: him. <laughs> no, no. He's he's past that point. He likes sneakers. He got the, the high top fade, like he's kidding play. My son is a complete throwback now. <clears throat> I <I've, clears throat> oh my god, <clears throat> I'm dying here. But um no, nah, like I've had two haircuts my entire life. I had a Baldy when I was young, and then I had a low Caesar, and then I've now gone back to the Baldy. My son is living his Puerto Rican dream where he has every haircut imaginable. So, yeah, he has a high top fade. He's about to get the Xander, like the the braids. So, yeah, like, um, you know, just the top braided back for when we go to Puerto Rico. So he's going to go full Xander Zayas in Puerto Rico. Like, he gets, he wants all the fresh boy haircuts. I'm just like, yeah, man, he's... He's more Dre than he is Kel. So, but I knew this from an early age because he met you and Marcus Vandenberg at like UFC was like 194 or something. And he ran to you guys. And I was like, you don't know these people. (laughs) (laughs) And he like tried to sit on your lap and he was like chilling. And he was like very comfortable. And I was like, my son is light skin. He loves the light skin people. He loves the curls. I knew it from an early age. That, that's what showed it to me. Shout out to Marcus Vandenberg and you. at it was when they had the, the fighter, whatever that fight week. And we were there. Yep. My son, my son gravitated towards his fellow light skins. So, yeah, he, he's had the curls, all that stuff. So <sighs> I have birthed a sneaker head. It is all bad. Um, main event, though, because we're talking about fighting you know. My son's sneaker collection. Um, main events, we have Paul versus Woodley. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought this fight was boring as hell for the first five rounds. It was. Okay. It wasn't just me, right? It came across that way on TV. It was not,
2: it was it was a very it was two guys who knew each other and were gonna be very cautious because Jake Paul was now weary of Tyron's power. And Tyron, I don't know what the fuck Tyron was doing. Tyron does what Tyron does. He even in MMA, he was gunshot. Yeah, it just it just didn't make sense. Like he trained, he worked all this time to get this opportunity again. And he knew he hurt Jake in the first fight in the fourth round. Yep. And he knew if he was busy and if he cut off the ring and he forced him because Jake can't create offense going to his left. I don't know if anybody's noticed that. Um someone tweeted that. He, so just, he, can't, he he can't create offense going to his left. Like he has the hard time firing his jab if he's moving to his left. So if he goes right, he's fine. But if he goes left, can't can't put stuff together. Like a basketball Lee, for whatever forces. reason, to the left. Yeah, Tyron Woodley couldn't figure it out. Didn't throw hands. Didn't cut off the ring. Kept that wide stance. And I'm like, and he's like, loot To me, he lost just about every round. And but it wasn't I gave him the it wasn't first. Exciting. I think I gave him like. The, or some shit like that but it wasn't a, it wasn't a fun fight and in my head I, this is where i was going ah shit here we go and then it happened <laughs> <laughs> so
1: conspiracy theorist out oh there god. god i hate Fuck. the conspiracy brother like some of my closest people family friends hit me up like yo it was fixed it's not fixed one if it's fixed you don't take a punch flush
2: to the face Yo, That's so not how you many... face a boxing match <laughs> there, are, there are so many things Like people don't like Oh god I hate people don't watch boxing Taking a dive means That you went down from a punch That didn't really hit you Like exactly. arguably when Sonny Liston fought Muhammad Ali And the phantom punch happened And people were like Sonny could have got up from that And he just didn't That could be considered taking a dive Or getting hit with like some punch You're like that didn't hit you that hard Yo this was not that Jake Paul hit him with everything he had like watch the replay and listen to the sound of that punch Two taking the dive. Usually means that you still have your consciousness as you hit the ground. Yes. Tyron yes. Woodley really had none of that. <laughs> Jake Paul hit him so hard. He separated his body from his spirit as he's and Then, then he went face first on the canvas and was like out of it. That's, you know, man, no, ridiculous. No. And people are like, huh? Oh, Jake shook his glove
1: to let Tyron know. No, like, like y'all
2: watch boxing? Y'all this don't watch boxing,
1: boxing do. all the time, all the time. It's a, God. Jake is a novice fighter. So when you shake your glove, it means you're going to throw the hook. So it's, it's like a faint. So it's just like stomping your foot and everything. Like it's just a different faint to see how the person reacts. And Jake shook his glove to see how Tyron would react. And Tyron dropped his hands. And then Jake shook his glove again and Tyron dropped his hands. And then Jake shook his glove and threw the hook. And that was it.
2: Yeah, like he, not only, did he his shake, not only did he shake his glove, he went to the body. Like it, he was setting this punch up all night. Like yeah. he was looking for this shot by jabbing to the body and then going over the top because he needed Woodley to move his hand down. And then furthermore, he also understood that whenever Tyron saw a jab coming, he didn't shell. He put his hands out to block it. By putting his hands out, he removed his gloves f- far enough from his chin where Jake could wrap a punch around the gloves and connect. This y'all, y'all, if y'all part of this dive conspiracy, y'all are dumb. Stop <laughs> listening to <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> like stop because th- there, there, there was no dive. Like the nonsense where you talk about there was a no knockout rule on Jake. Like no man. No. Like y'all gotta stop. Cut it out. It's what are y'all doing? Fake news. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like it's not. It's not even it's not, is e- it's not even wild. Yo, there's so much misinformation. And, and then on top of that, you got misinformation come from people who don't watch boxing. That's my biggest problem with this. It's not from people who watch boxing, and go, oh, it's not like a credit reporter was like, Oh, he took a dive. Some fucking doofus on the internet that goes on YouTube is like, look, he took a dive. Just like when they said Tyson Fury is loading his glove. Like, what are y'all doing? Do y'all understand you know how boxing took- works? <laughs> what are you talking about? People are back there it's watching him worse. wrap his hands. Yeah, it's like, y'all just making up shit because you don't like Jake Paul. I get it. You don't want... You want the Jake Paul gravy train to stop. Yeah. Guess what? It's not stopping. The movement's moving. Like, it, this yeah, This fight wasn't good. Like, this fight wasn't good. We got this knockout, knockout. Incredible. Change. That's all that matters. And, oh boy... You do all this. Oh, my God. I just got some news. Can't talk about on this podcast. Kelly, I'll tell you later. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but that kind of a knockout is, I mean, it's what Jake Paul needed. It's so what Jake Paul mean It turned into a meme. He's now knocked out everybody that he's fought. He's now can target. You know, he can probably, he's probably going to take a short break. I expect him to be back by spring maybe early summer at the latest, trying to probably rebook a Fury fight. But all y'all was watching this shit. And if you didn't buy it on pay-per-view, you streamed it. And if you streamed it, you tweeted about it. Everybody talked about this shit. Y'all got to stop playing. like Jake Paul's for real. Now, I asked this question on Twitter and I'm going to talk about it now. Because people are like, you defend Jake Paul too hard. Look, I don't know him. I just don't understand why y'all hate him so much. What does it mean for Jake Paul to fight a real boxer? And I asked this question kind of facetiously because <laughs> a lot of you think that he needs to fight like some of the smart people go, well, he needs to fight somebody that's like it's a boxer. Right. But if he fights a boxer, let's just say he fights a guy who's 29 and 0 with 27 knockouts because that's what boxers do. But he's you never heard of him and he beats him up. Y'all going to complain again. You, When you say you want him to fight a boxer, you want him to fight somebody that you know. That's not going to happen. Because why would it? Jake Paul is 5-0 and with four knockouts. And in his fifth professional fight, fourth and fifth professional fights, he fought a former UFC welterweight champion. And then y'all go, well, he was small. That's true. Y'all go, he's not a boxer. That's also true. Then you go, I want him to fight Tommy Fury. Do you guys know the record of Tommy Fury's first 11 opponents? It's like 16 157 and 10, and I'm not <laughs> bullshit. What a stat. Oh, my god. Then like you think Canelo in his fifth professional fight fought a real boxer? Now granted, could be somebody training in the gym, right? But that, the man was like 17
1: make... years old though.
2: Right, but I'm just I'm saying my point is is that Deontay Wilder spent the first 40 fights of his career with people complaining, when are you going to fight a real boxer? Those were real boxers. Y'all just didn't know who they were. The thing is, anybody could be a professional boxer if they can get licensed and commissioned. You go in, you train, you get a trainer. Nobody knows how long these people are training because they don't even have Wikipedia pages. And then you step in the ring, you get knocked out. Yep. Is that a real boxer? That, this is all I want to know because y'all asked this question. And if you're just saying I want him to fight somebody with a pro record, that's okay. I'm with you on that. But I I can guarantee you, if if Jake Paul fought somebody like Tommy Fury, and y'all go, Tommy Fury is a real boxer. I just read you the record of his opponents. What if he beats him? Then what?
1: Yeah, I think Jake knocks out Tommy Fury three.
2: <laughs> I think was, like yo, Tommy Fury had a hard time with Anthony Taylor, who was like seven inches shorter than him an MMA fighter who lost his fight this weekend to Chris Avia. Yeah. Tommy Fury had a hard time with him. Come on, man. Tommy Fury. Fine. He's a real boxer. Cause he trains. Yep. But for my money, I don't know if Tommy Fury could beat Tyron Woodley. I don't know. He couldn't beat Anthony Taylor. Anthony yeah. Taylor fought a fucking bantamweight. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's, <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's rough. Um, Looking at it now, okay. So, who's next for Jake? So, you're going, you think Tommy. I kudos to me, I'll pat myself on the back. I said it on last week's show. I think the next step for Jake should be Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Chavez might knock Jake out. Listen, you take that, he lost to Silva, you take that chance, he's a real boxer. I know,
2: I, I know, but I, the thing, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, I like, I like the fight. The thing, it makes sense if you're saying, I want to see Jake lose. No. Right. He, I think he could win. He could, he could. But I'm, what I'm saying is Julio Cesar Chavez is a bum to a lot of people. Right. And he lost to Anderson Silva. Now, if anybody remembers who Cesar Chavez came within um, maybe one more punch of rock- knocking out Sergio Martinez in the 12th round of their fight after getting schooled for 11 and a half rounds. Yep. Because Chavez Jr. has massive power. You can't teach that. Novice skill doesn't work hard. He's, and he got beat by Anderson Silva because why? Anderson Silva was like the perfect translation from MMA fighter to Boston. He is. Because in, in MMA, he was a striker. And he had fantastic had hands and upper body movement. Everything he did was boxing. So when he fought Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., everything that Anderson did translated perfectly. He was slick. Jake is none of those things. He's not <laughs> slick like Anderson. No. Right? He's there to be hit. He, he's very much there to be hit. I don't know if I would go to Chavez next without cleaning out Fury first because that fight needs to be really big and i and i think you can't my other problem is you can't reward chavez jr for being a piece of shit and he will get rewarded <laughs> you can't <laughs> you can. you can, but i'm saying i think what if you're if you're jake paul what you do is you make chavez jr fight on your undercard to build that fight okay you fight you fight tommy fury You, because you got to figure out if if Chavez is going to be for real. Because the biggest criticism from boxing heads is that Chavez ain't for real. He'd be playing boxing. He comes from a lineage of boxers, but he don't really take this shit seriously. Put him in there with a decent opponent, not a great opponent. Again, yeah, you don't
1: want to, you don't want him to fumble the bag, though. (laughs) No,
2: but you put it, you put him in there with a quote unquote pro boxer, somebody who's been training, right? Yeah, and then you he like you haven't beat him up. But you put him on the other car, and you build to that fight. I, I don't think you do it cold. You got to tap. You,
1: J- have... you got to tap Jay Leon and be like, "Yo, Jay Leon, my man." Jay Leon might beat him. I know, but you got to be like, no, you got to tap Jay Leon and be like, "Yo, you got to do this for me." <laughs> like, you you can't win. Like, I know you're a better uh, fighter,
2: Jay Leon. You can't win. You just got to put him nah, over, man. You, like, nah, <laughs> you, you don't want to. You don't want to. I, I don't think you do. I, I think I think you fight. Have Jake fight Tommy, and you put Chavez in there with anybody. And you put it in the co-main event and you position that the entire week. And if you're Jake, because Jake knows how to do this, he's very smart. Yes, you trash talk Tommy Fury. Yes, you keep that Tommy Fumbles bed intact. But that entire week, you're targeting Chavez Jr. Yep. That entire week, you're saying, yeah, I, yeah, him. But I want to I want legacy. I want that guy. But he has to prove himself because he sucks. And you just trashed him. Chavez Sr. will come out probably say some shit my son sucks i don't know he was but on the call, was call this something. weekend for us
1: because we did yeah, so, uh espn deportes did the spanish commentary so he was there with uh, chava and everything
2: yeah so I, that that to me is fury then chavez jr i don't think you come in with the chavez jr fight cold because chavez jr is such a big name and you can't like jake would be a lunatic and be like let's stage it in mexico you don't want to do that because you won't make it out of mexico um,
1: <laughs> No, but Vegas which, is perfect for that. Vegas, LA.
2: Exactly. You do that in Vegas and you clean house. Like that fight will be huge, but I think you just have to do something to build towards it. You got to put, because who's watching Chavez Jr. fighting? Like what, what casual fan is watched Chavez fight?
1: No, no one anymore. I mean, and but each I guess, fought this weekend. Yeah. And that's, again, it matches up perfectly. Yeah, no. I, yeah. But I,
2: I think the Tommy fumbles thing, there's there's still meat on the bone. Yeah, you, you put that. I don't think it's dangerous. It's not a dangerous fight. Like, I think Jake beats Tommy. If he can't beat him, it is what it is. You do a rematch, whatever. But you set Chavez up to be Jake's next opponent next summer, late summer in a huge blockbuster event in Vegas. And if you don't do Vegas, you do Texas. That's and you I like it.
1: Yeah. Cowboy Stadium type shit. Listen, I like it. I like where we're going with that. Um, All right, let's hit our break. Last break, coming back, giving out our boxing awards. Thank you guys for listening, because I feel like this is a long-ass show. It wasn't supposed to be. (laughs) Um, Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. Pelé leaned in and said something to Freddie.
2: Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it
0: caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do. Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We are the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts.
1: All right, let's wrap up this show with our boxing awards for the year. We can uh, since it was a long show, Dre. I guess we can go through these pretty quick. Usually, this would take up a good portion of the show, but um, this be
2: that this, this shouldn't be that difficult. I don't know no. how much we're not going to agree on, but we'll see. All right, real quick, men's fighter of the year for twenty twenty. Come on, it's
1: Canelo. Canelo. Um, someone made a case for Jake Paul. People made a case nah, for Jake Paul. Um. No, fighter year, Canelo Alvarez. Like, pretty easy. man's undisputed. So, uh, I mean, the man
2: fought three times this year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He, he cleaned out the entire division in a year. Yeah, 3-0, three knockouts, undisputed super middleweight champion. Like, there's no question. The only other person that I would... I know some people say, hey, how about George Cambosis? No, nah, he only fought two feet long. Yeah. And... Alexander Usik, you'd be an Anthony Joshua. Yeah, that's fine, but come on, man. It's Canelo. Canelo. You can hate Canelo all you want, but it's Canelo. It's like a runaway. It's not even close. Women's Fighter of the Year. This one's tougher. It is. You go first. Amanda Serrano. Sinicia Estrada. That was the, listen, that's the
1: tough, that's the toss up to me. There's yeah. only two. And Estrada almost had it, but Serrano, I think, did more this year um just heightened her platform got the knockouts her knockout rate is crazy um so it's estrada though right like so um, estrada but-
2: won two world titles this year went from essentially nobody knew who she was she beat up that mom last mom, year. mom yeah it was, wow <laughs> and now her profile has gone through the roof and then she closed the year with a, with a highlight reel knockout after winning two titles and she fought three times this year She won the WBA flyweight and WBC flyweight titles. And then she scored a knockout, moving weight class up. To me, it's Estrada, but Serrano, I can see a case for.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, Like, (sighs) Estrada was almost it. When I looked at it, I was like, okay, I get it. I was like, I'm a huge fan of her. And like, she's now number six on my pound for pound list so i i can't knock it and then th- this is just a huge year for women's boxing in general the fact yeah. that we could have had like four or five people chosen on this is, is yeah
2: could have put, put done alicia Baumgartner for knocking out terry harper the way that she did you could pick yeah. katie taylor could have picked jessica mccaskill for beating brockis in the rematch there there's a lot of people michaela Mayer, you could have picked but yeah, yeah. that was uh, a hell of a
1: fight by Mayer too like her and Baumgartner is going to be one crazy-ass fight when that happens. I love it their tra- I love their trash talk. Um, Fight of the year.
2: I think we're going to agree. Come on, man. You go. It's Fury Wilder. Like, there's Fury no Wilder question. Three. Yeah, like, easy. Easy. Bananas.
1: Yeah, incredible Bananas. action. Same thing for me. Fury Wilder 3. Knockout of the year. You go first. It's holding strong. But. Valdez Burchell Oscar Paul Valdez. Woodley. No, you're not yes. doing that. Are yes, you yes, over Burchell? He flattened yes. Burchell, he
2: flattened Woodley. Oh my god, you're going Paul Woodley for knockout. Yep. Year? I sat here. I sat here the night that it happened, <laughs> and I was like, man, it's a hell of a knockout. And I was like, maybe it's knockout of the year. And I started going through all the knockouts of the year. I went through uh, I went through Wilder Fury. I went through Wilder Fury he put Fury I mean Fury put Wilder out here here's why here's why the reason why I didn't pick because Fury only really finished Wilder once Fury had Wilder badly damaged before he put him down that last time badly yeah. damaged Bertel Valdez is close because Bertel was in trouble and then Valdez finished him Um, moving backwards Gabe Rosado also had a fantastic knockout this year. Okay. Here's, my thing about, here's my thing about the Jake Paul Woodley fight. And I know people are going to go, ah, he's not robust, blah, blah, blah. Tyron Woodley's only been knocked out once in his, in his career. That was by Nate Marquardt in 2012. When Nate Marquardt was a former Pancras champion, Nate Marquardt was still a killer, fought Tyron Woodley and finished him with a, a brutal barrage of punches. That's nine years ago was the last time Woodley got knocked out. He's fought in the UFC, smaller gloves. Nobody could knock him out. Jake Paul didn't. Unlike Wilder Fury, Jake Paul didn't have Woodley hurt. Willie was perfectly fine. <laughs> this was the true definition of one hitter quitter. And he face planted him with one punch. When oh fighters, like
1: I, I, when fighters, hey, honest to God, hope when, this
2: wins knockout of the year on ESPN. Hey, honest to God, dude, like. When, when fighters, like, I love the Valdez knockout. It was, it was my knockout of the year for a while. And I like the Gabriel's auto knockout as well. And Callum Smith also had a fantastic knockout. But outside of the Callum Smith knockout, like, those guys were damaged and then got put out. Tyler Woodley, I, I just, I can't get past this. <laughs> Tyron Woodley wasn't buzzed. He didn't get hit by anything else. He got hit by one punch from a guy who people say can't box against an opponent who had not been knocked out since Nate Marquardt in 2012 with tiny gloves on. Yeah,
1: People don't understand how hard it is to knock someone out in boxing.
2: Like, smooth out. Like, he he left him. No count. Man. I tried the recency bias thing and I was like, all right, I gave it a day. And then I went back and I went and went and watched these knockouts again. I was like, man, that Fury knockout was great. But Wilder was on his way out. He just needed a light wind to blow him over at that point. (laughs) Right. Like there was really nothing there. Gabe Rosado walked his, uh, I can't remember who Gabe fought, walked his opponent into a fantastic punch. Yep. Valdez was the only other one I was like, "Mm." then I went and I kept watching and I was like, yeah, Valdez was like, Brachette was in fucking trouble. And it was just a matter of time. And Molly walked. Yeah, like it was only a matter of time for that fight to end. So it was brutal, but you kind of saw it coming—not the sheer brutality of it, but you knew the finish was coming. You had no idea Jake was about to knock Woodley out. Not a clue. Definitely shocking. He came out of left field. Yeah, and then and then you go back and watch the angle, the Showtime angle of that knockout. Oh, incredible! With the volume up, man, it's my knockout of the year. <laughs> I hope that ends. Oh, my God, our
1: gauge is going through the roof and people are going to crush us, I, but I love it. Um, prospect of the year.
2: Xander Zayas. I'm
1: picking Xander as well.
2: Um, yeah, Xander's had a fantastic year and he's <laughs> young as fuck.
1: Yeah, six six fights in a year at 19 years old. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, half the fights were at 18. Like, <laughs> He just turned 19 in September. Um, yeah, like kids, the truth. Like, I can't wait to see what's going on next year. Like big plans internally for him. So Xander is prospect of the year, event of the year. Uh,
2: See, this is hard. This This is is easier to do for you. It's easy to do for UFC. It's hard in boxing because I I, I, I don't, I don't know what Wilder Fury.
1: I'm giving it to Floyd Mayweather, Jake Paul or Logan Paul, excuse me. Mayweather Logan Paul is my event of the year.
2: Just I don't think anybody cared about that fight. I mean, with in the, terms I got of, your hats
1: with the, yeah. the spectacle, the Miami, the with Floyd coming back, it going the distance. Yeah, yeah, I think that's my I, event of the year. And Fury Wilder it was an amazing event, but the the delay kind of hurt. It.
2: Yeah, nah. Wilder Fury, I think Wilder Fury, it felt big the night of the fight, and I think it benefited from the delay. It had all heavyweight card. Like I don't remember anything on the Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather on the card. Oh, I don't either. I, 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 and and though it did well, and people watched it was an exhibition fight. The fight sucked. <laughs> Wilder Fury was fight of the year. It was fight of the year. So and then you had the intros then you had the walkouts. Then you had uh, Big Baby had a knockout on the undercard. There was like one really bad fight. This the Jabba fight sucked. But you yeah, had all heavyweight undercard. Yeah, to me, yeah. It's, to me, it's Wilder Fury.
1: Well, Frank just uh, really, put the paws on him. That didn't suck.
2: Frank was just. So oh, much yeah, better. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how that one ended. Um, Helena's yeah. <laughs> beat Konaki again. I, yeah, I, I just thought that as was a good whole, ass fight. Yeah, I think Wilder Fury as a whole was better. Um, and I'm trying to think what else there was this year That, was, that felt like a big event Nothing else felt like an event Unless you count the two Jake Paul fights um, and- Canelo I mean Canelo, Canelo Plant was my number
1: two Like after yeah. the push yeah. And everything yeah. else like, Canelo Plant like had
2: some real beef going in But the undercard was trash Also trash <laughs> The other under, the card was trash And the fight Was fine wilder fury was the fight of the year like it delivered it exceeded the hype yeah definitely exceeded
1: because i can't people thought one-way traffic for tyson
2: yeah and then we got those knockdowns It was drama like there was yeah i i there's no it's wilder fury fury wilder three
1: all right so a lot of awards for fury wilder three it could have been knockout of the year too so i mean man those are awards for boxing it's a fun show it's good to have you back it is nice yeah, um good next week back. next week we're doing our wrestling awards and then our mma awards so one show a week during the
2: holidays because it's the holidays we're enjoying it with our family of course are we sneaking in like um our music awards and i don't know if cole's gonna be around i gotta do my video game awards too
1: all right so we'll do nerd awards like video game and everything (laughs) with (laughs) pro wrestling because cole is here for the entire pro wrestling show um so it's us and producer cole baby for the entire pro wrestling show so we'll do our nerd awards as well for video game awards and everything with cole who's a huge gamer and then we'll do hip-hop and MA to wrap it up
2: that sounds good to me
1: sounds like a plan so a lot of good shows coming up um to end the year Thank you for listening. As always, you guys can follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter at Corner Club for life on Instagram. You can follow me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hale on all platforms. Follow our producer, Cole Bebe, at Coltrane, C-O-A-L-E. Um, or C-O-A, C-O, yeah, A-L. Listen, man, it is what it is. I think I said it right. At Coltrane on Twitter. Um, shout out to Blue Wire The Network. We're not in Blue Wire Studios today, but of course, that is our home at the Win in Las Vegas. Make sure you guys come through. If you're there, we record Sundays and Wednesdays. Come through. Say what's up. Enjoy it. Dre, I can't wait to get back in studio to start. I gotta, say, I gotta see the Titan Tron. I haven't even seen it. You ever see the Titan Trot? It's crazy. And it changes during the show. It changes to the light. Cole put a lot of thought into this, by the way. So we got the light that swings during the show. And it's because he was watching uh, Mama Said Knock You Out, LL Cool J video. And he was like, yo, we just can't have a ring. And they were like, oh, why don't we put a microphone in between them? He was like, that's all right. But they got mics in front of them. He was like, I want it to look like the video when LL is standing in the ring. So the Titan Tron changes while we're talking. And it's just the light ominously swinging on top of us because he watched the L.O. Cool J video. <laughs> so Cole, listen, man, Cole is a, a man of many talents. And he told me that I was like, you know what? That's the dopest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, yo, you got it. I was like, that encapsulates us perfectly. So um, yeah, man, can't wait to get back in the studio. But until then everyone stay safe. Um, I talked about my multiple Rona tests and all that shit. Stay stay healthy. Make sure you keep your families healthy. Let's get through this time. Let's have some fun next year. Till next week, though, and more awards. We're out. Peace.